you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends All. You want me to give a testimony about my life? Okay, okay. This one is for Atlanta. Uh, well, all right. Uh, it feels like a summer night in the ATL. I'm in the drop top, my niggas as well. We just left the store and we got a little more. So while we was in there, I told the girl she had some pretty ass hair. She looked at me like she didn't want to say thank you. I said, oh, well, that still meant it. You still have pretty hair on you. I went outside, still in a mood. Why? Because what happened did not excel. The captain and I in the leader. So I want to need you. And I'm trying to follow a sign to, as a leader. But I can't. And I still think that I'm going to maintain and stay on beat. And I don't care. I'm staying on my feet. And if you thought that I was sleep, wake your ass up. Uh, this freestyle went too uh, long. That's because I made a new song. Uh, I had to speed it up because uh, it was slowed down. Uh, now we're going to do the friend zone style. Yeah. We back with another one. A new hit. August. Another one. Yeah. And I said another one. Because B made your key. Another one. <laughs> Woo! If you that was move, a save. If you don't move, something that was wrong a save. with you. That was a save. I don't care where you're from. If you don't move, something is wrong with okay. you. Okay. It was something slow, something fast. Something, something to make you shake that ass. <laughs> something to make you shake that ass. <laughs> yep. yes. He changes mine. Okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Who was for? Well, I'm, I'm from Atlanta, so you know, everything is always Atlanta inspired. <laughs> Woo! Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Friend Zone. Another episode. We are back again. It's August. It's going to be something special for you guys. Um, damn, I didn't realize I was taking the lead for the lead in. Take Destiny. <laughs> she loves to dance. <laughs> she loves to sing. She loves everything. Homework. So it comes early this week. Thanks to Asante. Your homework this week, go on YouTube. And if it's not there because they took it, you know, paperwork is an MF. So sometimes they got to take it on down. It just means you got to look a little harder and add another layer. But find Mary J. Blige's performances from Rock of Ages, the movie, online. She sang um, Any Way You Want It which is a classic rock, you know, legendary tune. And she really did a great job in that movie, believe she it or not. She does good on rock-like songs and rock-tinged, 
you know, vocals and music. So look Amen. it up and, and let us know. Tweet Asante about it <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> See? On See? Thursday. See, I did that for you because that's your boundary. He, he live tweets the episodes on Thursday. I do, right? I do. I will be taking a, a mini hiatus because, you know, I'm probably going to be out of town by the time y'all hear this episode. But I will probably not be returning as well. <laughs> Still in Amsterdam, Climate. smoked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a special guest on today's episode. Everyone, welcome Cheska Lee. Hey. Hey. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. I'm super excited to be here. This is great. You are some of my favorite people, so this is gonna be really fun. Yeah, no, it totally is. Oh my god, black, <laughs> black excellence is in the building. And yes. we are some of our favorite people. Yes. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, Dreams we discussed two weeks ago to be exact from today's episode, we discussed how to find your passion. A lot of you really resonated with the idea of the vibe board because a vision board is more so for people who have it all figured out and just have to figure out the path to get there. Mm. But what about those who have no idea where to start? So I'm glad that that resonated. A lot of you had a lot of nice tweets and SoundCloud comments. So today we wanted to follow up with another conversation for when you actually make it to where you're headed, and it's imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome, let's define it for those who are unaware of what it means. It's a term coined in 1978 by clinical psychologists Dr. Pauline R. Clance and Suzanne A. Imes, referring to high-achieving individuals marked by an inability to internalize their accomplishments and a fear of being exposed as a fraud. <laughs> Asante just showed me <laughs> Tammy in her bonnet making a face. That's the vibe right there. <laughs> That's the vibe right there. <laughs> so I was reading an article on the BBC News, and it was saying that even Maya Angelou, who was very open about this idea of imposter fraud, which I thought was so interesting because she's so accomplished and accomplished. Yeah. So for her to have said, and this is her quote, I've written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've written 11. <laughs> <laughs> but each time, <laughs> in the words of Beyonce, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Go ahead, friend. (laughs) She says, I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. Angelou was nominated for the Pulitzer Prize, had five Grammys, actually did not know that, for spoken words and Mm. tons of other awards. But the imposter phenomenon, sometimes known as imposter syndrome, had her firmly in its grips. Public acclaim didn't dent the feeling that deep down she felt she was a fraud who didn't have a clue what she was doing. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm mad at your tongue. But I thought it would be great to have Cheska Lee come in and join in on this conversation because me and we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. I've watched her grind <laughs> from YouTube videos to not being sure if she wanted to continue. And then she moved on to Upworthy. Then from then you had some videos go viral. Yeah. Then, Check the resume. Right. You know, <laughs> right. I'm setting this up. Okay, I'm telling then you. Then she's on nightly shows. Right. She's on television. That's like, right. you know, this is the dream. And clearly this is not even the peak for her. It's gonna keep getting bigger and bigger, but this is a huge part of what she's been working for. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, yes. to celebrate Super our beautiful brown women. Right. That's right. But Cheska, we've I'm had literally thinking they're gonna find out. <laughs> 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 
but Cheska's been really open on her Snapchat. What's your Snapchat, by the way? My Snapchat is Cheska Lee. Cheska Lee. And um, she's yeah. been open about, you know, the fears of writing these skits on television and whether people are going to like it, whether it's going to do well, how it's accepted, and just this feeling of being found out that we're not good enough. And it's something that no matter how high you get, clearly, look at my Angelou. We still have I thought this. she was going to say, clearly, look at Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I've been like, you know, I thought it, you were the perfect person since you've already been open about yeah. those feelings to kind of join in on that conversation. So talk to us a little bit about your rise, everything you've been doing and how these feelings have sort of affected your anxiety and just your mind in general. Yeah, I mean, this is my first TV job and I've been at Nightly Show. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) So I'm a writer contributor at the Nightly Show on Comedy Central and I've been there for just about seven months now. And it's it's gone by really, really fast. And, you know, in addition to that, I'm still occasionally doing YouTube videos on my own channel. And then I'm doing Decoded on the weekends. And I've got a bunch of other projects. For MTV. For MTV. Yeah. So, like, I have a very busy schedule. And I think that for me, like, taking on this TV thing, because it was so different from what I've been used to, you know, with Decoded, I do work with other writers, but I write a lot of the vlogs by myself. Um, it's really different being in a room of like 12 other writers who have worked for Letterman, who've worked for Daily Show, who've, you know, written for, you know, all sorts of awesome people. And then I'm like, the girl from YouTube. Like, I just, <laughs> some days I'm like, I do stuff on the internet. <laughs> like, I just feel like, what am I doing here? You know, and it's very, um, it has been really overwhelming. And, my anxiety, there have been so many days that it's gotten the best of me. And so Snapchat really has kind of been my therapist in many ways mm-hmm. because it feels very personal and uh, it feels like there's not a lot of people there. Like, and I don't have to look at what people say if I don't want to. Right. I don't have to be concerned with like views and no comments. comments. Yep. I don't have to worry about all that stuff. Um, and so it's been a really good place for me to just like reflect on how I feel at the end of every day and like what's been going on for me. And so I feel a lot better now. But when I started, like there were many days that I was like crying in the bathroom because I just felt like I don't think that I can handle this. This is way too hard. That's real. You didn't want to mess up. Right. And it just felt like a lot of pressure. And I felt like a lot of people were. And and that's the other thing, too. I think sometimes when you achieve something and everyone's like, I'm so proud of you. You're just like, no, leave me alone. Like you almost (laughs) wish like no one was telling you like that, like good job. And then, like, people give you these, like, long speeches, and they're like, I knew the first day I met you. And you're just like, no, please stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you just feel it, like, mounting up on you. Mm-hmm. And you almost. Because everyone's watching and expectation. Yeah, and literally people are watching, as in millions right. of people are watching. And um, I think that that's kind of. The great and bad thing about the internet is you can know who's watching and everyone has a voice. So you end up hearing what like some no name asshole thinks (laughs) who's never worked in TV, will never work on TV. But for some reason, them saying like you sucked or they didn't like some joke that you made. It just like it just feels like the worst feeling in the world, even though they don't know what they're talking about. Right. Um, So, yeah, it has been really, really stressful, but I'm glad that I've talked about it. 
about it because it seems like this is something a lot of people deal with. Yeah, and I'm. What have you? What have you found has helped you with like get by? Because I definitely see the difference. Yeah, like in the seven months, you seem still a lot of anxiety. But yeah. like found, it seems like you found ways to work through it. Right. I think the thing that helped me the most um, was asking for help. I realized that I was spending so much time by myself in my office, like freaking out. And the minute I went to someone else's office and said like, I'm having trouble with this. They were like, oh shit, I totally didn't even know that you didn't know how to do this thing. Like you've only been here a week. Of course you don't know how to do this. And I'm sitting at my desk, like having a panic attack because I don't (laughs) You don't want to lose your job by asking for help. (laughs) Right. And I think like, oh my God, everyone expects me to know this thing and I'm going to ask and everyone's going to think I'm dumb that I don't know how to do this. And You know, everyone has to be new at some point. And I think that that's part of, you know, when you get an opportunity, you've never had that opportunity before. So you have to ask questions. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, you know, it was really interesting. I read online that a lot of women deal with imposter syndrome. And I thought that was really interesting. And so I did see that in the BBC article. Yeah. And so actually I went to one of my producers who's a woman and I told her I had like an assignment due and I had spent like all day just like freaking out not being able to get this assignment I was looking at the clock like every five minutes and being like oh my god I only have 55 minutes left to do this assignment oh my god I only have 50 minutes left and I was just like doing that for like an hour and then I just went to her and I said listen I really freaked out and I didn't know how to do this and I I feel like I need help and she was like oh my god sure we'll just get someone to work with you on the assignment and I was like whoa that was way easier than I thought it was going to be. And so just asking and telling people that I was stressed or I was having a hard time with something really helped. And I realized like every other person in my writer's room has those same feelings. Right. Which is something I think we forget that a lot of the things we are experiencing is not exclusive (laughs) to us. Have you guys ever dealt with that imposter syndrome with any of the new chapters of life? Because I know you're on... Um, Global Grinds decoded show and yes. and now you have you're gonna be hosting for yes. Selena soon. Yes. So all these different um, achievements. Do you ever get nervous thinking like, oh my god, can I do this? Am I good enough? Well, no, because I still feel like I haven't done shit. <laughs> so no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, but, but even I that think, I think is part of that's it. Part though. of it. Yeah, that's like exactly what I was gonna say. That's yeah, exactly what that's I was part gonna of say. It too. You know, you have you have goals, and you know what you've been pursuant of. You know what you want in the end, and so the things that you do along the way, the milestones. Sometimes you kind of overlook them and downplay them, mm-hmm. as opposed to really celebrating the moment. And the older I get, and the more shit that I go through, I'm learning how to really, really appreciate the moment and the importance of that. So I do. And it's so funny the story that you just shared about needing help in your office because I can remember the first audition I went on when I moved in New York City and they asked me to slate. I didn't know what she meant. I didn't know what it meant to slate. And mm-hmm. so I was like standing there and I, I, you know, I was trying to have my shit together and I was like, what exactly does it mean again to slate? And the girl looked at me and she smiled and she was like, baby. And that's when my, like, my whole heart just crushed. Cause oh. I was like, I have really fucked up. <laughs> but the next audition I went on, guess what I knew how to do? You knew yeah. how to slate. What there is you go. slate? When you say your name and what you... Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it. It's your say story, it. my bad. Say it. It's just when you say it. away. Say it. It's just when you're introducing yourself. You're like, hi, my name is such and such. And then you can like present your piece or whatever. Oh, they call that slate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slate. Okay. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you have to actually slate, like with a, 
actual piece of paper with mm-hmm, your name mm-hmm. on it. And sometimes they make you like look profile mm-hmm. and look to the front so they can just like get a full shot of your body and up and down. Oh, okay. Now, all of that, you know what I mean? And imagine a person not knowing what that meant and just standing there in front of these people. <laughs> it was horrible. And so, but I know how to slate now. So I totally understand that. And I just think there's some bravery there. A lot of times people don't realize that when you put yourself up for presentation, you have to be extremely brave for that, even to decide that you're going to do that. And so along the way, when you find out that there's so much that you don't know and so much more that you have to learn, it really makes you hone in on learning, like, not just the craft, but everything else associated with it. All of the other details and things that you need to pay attention to in order to really have a good flow and be efficient as a performer or as whatever, whatever capacity you were talking about. So that's all I got to say. Asante, what's up? Well, I was going to say what, re- what resonated deep with me was when you were talking about the anxiety of just asking for help. Um, at the restaurant that I work at, like just restaurants in general, I feel like when you train, it's such a, a chaotic process and you're just supposed to just know a bunch of shit after being there for a week. But it's like, I don't know anything. So the moment you ask for help, people are just kind of like, oh, I don't have time because everybody's all in their own Frazzled. little chaotic world. Right. And that kind of just was a, a good learning experience for me in the world in general that everybody's kind of dealing with their own chaos. But then there are those moments like, you know, with you when you were just able to ask and people were like, oh, OK, yeah, of course, you like they just were able to make sense. Like, sometimes those are the defining moments that really help you make sense. Like, I can ask for help in a in a restaurant, but it can't be something really basic. And people will be like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that for you or help you out. And it's just that it adds on to the anxiety. Like, when those other times, I didn't want to ask for the help because it was like, well, when I asked, everybody treated me like I was, you know, stupid or whatever. And then you just build up and you become better at your job. So then people expect more of you. And then it's almost like damn, do I want to get caught up in doing this? Like, do I want to be, do I want this asked to me all the time? Like, I see how that pressure can build up and and just amount to a whole lot of shit. Because sometimes just dealing with the anxiety of not having talked a lot, to talk a lot sometimes, I feel like a lot wants to come out and then I just shut down. I'm like, all right, there's, people are listening. They just <laughs> want me to say whatever and all of the thoughts came at once and I can't give them any of them now. And then I'm just like, done. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <I'm just laughs> exactly. Like, it's just like thinking about it even makes me feel like icky. We're sorry. No, it's totally okay. <laughs> no, I'm. But I. But it's what's so cool is I think more people have to talk about this stuff because you know we all are at places in our careers that lots of people would love to be in. Mm-hmm. And the minute you acknowledge that you get really stressed and you get worried for other people who you know, look up to you, that's like, whoa, they deal with that too. Like Mm -hmm. every single person, like no matter what stage you're in, even when you end up becoming Maya Angelou, like you still (laughs) are like nervous and feel uncertainty about like, did you make the right choice or are you supposed to be here and can you stay here? Um, And I, in my experience, it's like, I don't know, I think in entertainment a lot of times you're only as good as like your next job or it feels that way a lot of times. Yeah, it's like, definitely. okay, I got this thing, but like what's the next thing that right. I'm going to get? And that's what everyone asks you. They're like, so what are you? What's you're working what's on? Next? And you're just like, I don't know what I'm working on. you know. <laughs> um, and that can be really, really scary. But acknowledging it can definitely help like alleviate some of that. Yeah, and for me, because <clears throat> I think the hardest part is 
once you start excelling in something, people want to put you on a pedestal and then mm-hmm. call you a guru. Right. Or an expert. And a lot of the times it's not even coming from you to be labeled this way. Like for me, you know, I started off of my Tumblr, which Cheska <laughs> knows, like I started just writing my recipes and talking about how I was healing my body. And then Cheska's the one that was like, girl, you should go on YouTube and create more of like visual tutorials of your recipes and I remember we had dinner about yeah, it and I, was I like, took her out and yeah. I was like this is what you need to do <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like no way because she had already been excelling on YouTube and I saw how the comments are and just the pressure of YouTube I knew nothing about editing you know so I just didn't think it would be a wave that I should jump on but I tried it because she insisted and I was like, all right, I'm going to try. And I did it and it was fine. It was actually really dope and it was a good extension of my brand. But I was mortified. I remember the first day I pressed when it's exporting and then you make it go live. Like I was like trembling. <laughs> I was That's like, so I cute. have a video. <laughs> I was like, I have a freaking video on YouTube. Like I was trembling and I felt sick, um, you know, watching myself felt awful Cheska was like it was so good you know and everyone (laughs) around me was like really supportive so I had to get past that fear of myself you know and and even with this podcast when Asante approached me about it I did not want to do it I said no but then we kept having conversations about it the sweetest way she was just smiling like oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and you took me to dinner as well. <laughs> Y'all just be whining and dying to me. Listen, it's something Y'all about had tie. <laughs> I was on the back end. Right. So we, That's so funny because I had a similar experience when I first got invited to be a guest at Nightly Show. I said no. Like I said, really? No. I was because the topic was politics and I just thought, I can't do that. Like that's right. not something I'm interested in. I'm, not that I'm not interested. I just didn't feel like I was proficient enough. Right. Like I thought, an why analyst. would so why why would anyone want to hear what I have to say about politics? Like, right. Not at all. And my producer like called from MTV called me and he was like, you got to do it. It's going to be so great. It was just like really, it was like that dinner. It was like coaxing me. Like right. you're going <laughs> to be fine. It's going to be so good. Um, and so I think a lot of times for a lot of creative people, our inclination is to doubt our ability And I think at the end of the day, you have to remember what's the worst that can happen. Like failure sucks, but it's not the end of the world. You're not going to die. You know, it's so maybe the video doesn't do that well. So maybe you're not as knowledgeable as you thought you were. Sometimes it's okay to say, I don't know the answer to that question. Like, this is a really good question. Fuck it if I know, you know. I think that that's a better approach than just saying, okay, I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to stay away from the challenge. And being so fearful. And, you know, I learned that lesson watching um, Shameless Maya because she had done... She had hosted an event for Prince. Right. Remember? And he had, like, a huge thing on television. It was, like, really scary. It was last minute. She was so nervous. And she was like, okay, I got to do it. And she was like, and something happened in in the broadcast where they had asked her a question about his music and she didn't know it. <laughs> and she oh. was like, she froze. She, more, you know, was mortified. It was like embarrassing it got written up in magazines and people were like tweeting her like you were a mess it was awful how dare you what kind of host is this and I remember we were on the phone like it felt so awful but what I loved that Maya did was she was like I need to be better about thinking on my feet because I froze so I'm gonna take improv Impro- classes homegirl took an improv class so she went <laughs> and took improv classes and I, and I love that because while yes it was scary it was embarrassing 
I wouldn't even call it a failure because she it was able to use it to get stronger. Mm. But, you know, in the moment, it felt like a failure because right. she didn't um, perform to the best of her abilities, or at least how she felt in the moment. But she went and took the improv classes, and then from there ended up getting... Now she's, like, the lead in a new web series that Google's putting together. You know, like, and, and it's, it's a huge deal. She's the lead, and it's Happy. all because she took these improv classes and now she feels strong enough to think on her feet to act to you know carry a cast yeah like so you're so what you might deem the training box exactly what you might deem a failure or or an you know something that went wrong as long as you can go back to it and look at it and say okay how can i do better for the next time i think that's the key because you're never going to be perfect at every project that you take on you know absolutely so i love that she like Instead of, you know, being at home crying and embarrassed by the world having seen this broadcast, she was like, fuck it. You know, I'm I'm going to do better next time. Yeah. And she totally has. And now the career has just taken off since then. So I think that's something that's important, too, to not be so hard on yourself when things don't turn out as expected. Yeah. In my experience, the the things that you think are like the mortifying, defining moments. Right. When you look back on them, like, yeah, that that Prince thing happened. But that's like such a blip in her entire career. career. Not to mention the fact she got invited to do a hosting thing with Prince in the first place Bingo. like you have to be <laughs> like that's a really awesome opportunity Absolutely. and I don't think anybody I mean I don't that would be incredibly difficult you know and under pressure that's super super hard yeah um I think everybody has had one of those moments I didn't uh showcase for NBC like early in my career and I was like so excited I flew to Chicago I like did all these auditions I did the NBC showcase I was so excited and like the audience hated me like I was telling my jokes and they were just like not rocking with me at all and I just like bombed I was so upset I had spent all this money to go to Chicago and I had spent all this time I took off from work Mm. and I was just like this is the end I'm never gonna make it like (laughs) nothing like my career is over (laughs) it wasn't over like no one even remembers that thing (laughs) it was done there was like 50 people there they didn't get my sense of humor it's totally fine and it wasn't the right thing for me at the time and that was for me like a big indicator I was like I don't really even know if stand-up is what I want to do like that really kind of pushed me into focusing more on YouTube stuff and that took my career in a completely different direction so sometimes those failures are what you need to reassess like you were saying with Maya Hmm. and figure out maybe maybe this isn't the right thing for me or here's what I need to do to get better at this thing because I really love it and I want to do it Right, definitely. And mm. for me, I think I'm trying to think back to the times that I felt I bombed. I know the hardest part for me was when I did um, that TV segment with Channel 11 where they like put me with a doctor to, oh, yeah. <laughs> to talk about oil pulling. Girl, you was on Dr. Oz? No, <laughs> no. Girl, I love Dr. Oz. No. I was about to say. And the two ways that I was like mortified, first of all, Never doesn't matter how clear your skin is, do not go on TV with no makeup. Mm, that's it's the truth. That like you can't it doesn't matter how beautiful you are. Damn. Doesn't matter how many facials. And to to be honest, I had a you know, because I was like, I don't wear makeup, but I also understand for photo shoots and anywhere where the lighting's gonna like um it's gonna reflect off you. Yeah, Everybody's it's gonna oily. reflect off you. Yeah. It's gonna kind of like drown you out. So I had already kind of no- known that from shoots and stuff that we'd worked on. 
But when I got there, there was this like really old white lady that was the makeup mm. artist, and she looked as mortified as I did when I walked <laughs> in. And I was like, okay, Ooh. either I'm gonna go look like a clown because I can tell she does not know how to deal with my skin, or I just rough it and go with no makeup and just prep. And I did that, and it was not. It I looked when the camera pans on me. I was home, like, after I watched it, and I was like, no! <laughs> I looked like I had just ran, like, the 100-yard mile, the hundred yard dash on the Olympics. Like, I was, like, oily. I even looked like I had, like, marks on my face. Like, it just didn't help. I didn't look good. But that's the truth in the sense that, like, you can have really good skin. And it does not matter. And those HD cameras hit you. <laughs> because here's the thing. Whenever you see somebody like a, a celebrity in real life, you're always like, damn, they have a lot of makeup on. But then you see them on TV and, and, they, look, like, and they look normal. normal. Right. right. Yeah. It's because they put like a huge thick ass layer on their face so that they don't like, so they absorb the light and it doesn't actually like bounce off of them. Right. And it's like right. all shiny and gross. Mm. Right. So that was lesson number one that I was mortified. Well, maybe the other part of the lesson was if she would have done your makeup, you would have looked even worse. Like that's what I was like. <laughs> that's the choice. It's either go fresh faced or go looking like Dolly Parton. <laughs> right? Because that's what I, know, I just saw yeah. a lot of blush. I just pictured I, it. I was purple like, and silver <laughs> eyeshadow or some shit like that. Like yeah, something terrible. Right? It was yeah. very choose Clinton or choose Trump moment. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. I didn't really have. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Listen, I can't think about politics anymore. <laughs> I, my brain has been hurting for so long. Oh my god. That's literally what it felt like in that moment. So, you know, I went for Clinton okay. and just hoped for the best. Girl, I guess. <laughs> Girl, Girl I guess that. I'm with her. Right. <laughs> you know, and then the second um fear was when I got on the stage, obviously the doctor thought I was a quack. Cause he, you know, and that was supposed to be the fun of the segment that he thinks I'm a quack coming in talking about oil pulling. When in reality, he knows that it works. He knows that it works. But he's not going to support something that is not going to contribute to the pharmaceutical world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, of course, he's not going to sit there and be like, yes, this is great. But of course, he kept kind of questioning me and trying to corner me in ways. And so I had a choice. But that was that quick thinking mm. thing that Maya was saying. You have to because I was live on television. I was like, am I going to combat? And my first TV appearance is going to be me being like, Angry, angry, black, angry woman. Right. black woman on TV. And that's so not your person, and that's not your personality right, right. At, at all. So when he was like cornering me, kind of being like, "What the hell is this shit?" In the vibe, you know, I, I had in my mind like all these things are running. I was like, "Okay, you have a choice, friend. You either just speak what you know." And just sit and like whoever's listening, if it resonates and they want to try it, that's bomb. Like you're in, in front of the television, or you go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him and then he's a doctor too so I was like am I ready to go to toe-to-toe -to -toe with a doctor because mm. what if he starts asking me shit about like nerve endings and shit that I'm not really super familiar with so I, you know in that moment I was shook I was like mm -hmm. okay let me just all that you know but and you it's took him scary down, didn't you? no I really didn't what I did was I was like listen this is what's worked for me this is how you do it this is how you know this is what I've seen these are the results and I just kind of taught what I know and left it at that. And then afterwards, I beat myself up because I was like, damn, man, I shouldn't have let him corner me. And then it's that feeling of like, I could have done better. I could have done better. And of course, the comments on social media, that's always what kind of adds to the yeah. fuel of it, of you beating yourself up already. Because people were like, oh, she didn't know what she was talking about. Da, da, da. And of course, there was a lot of support. 
there's always like the two or three comments that take you down and you end up focusing on them. So I right. shouldn't have done that. But it's that quick thinking in the moment. It's so much pressure. You people, know, people don't know how you. hard live television is. Oh, my God. They have no idea. And then the other thing that they don't realize is how much is edited. So I don't mm. know, like, what they edited of your segment. Right. But at Nightly Show, too. we'll talk for... 10 12 minutes which is like not a, a long time and then one it gets minute. well it gets edited down to like 3 or 4 minutes mm-hmm. and people will be like you looked really nervous i'm like i didn't look nervous at all like it got edited so you don't see you saw me say like three things right, right. they got to edit down bites for everybody to get their piece right like our guest had a bunch to say so we edited it down and so they said more than I said, or they took out something, or they they switch around what you said in response to what question so that it fits the time. That's right. why I hate the comment section, because everything that you're offering right now is really nobody's business. <laughs> it's well, not. Why I should mean, they know about their no, process? I think, no, yes and no. I think it's worth it because, on the other end, sometimes people can go in there and say something really intelligent and if editing okay I'll give you a good example and this is a time I learned something my first television interview was on Anderson Cooper I had never oh been on live television God, before what a way to start I didn't have and <laughs> and my audition for SNL was the same day I had the the like the most stressful Crazy. day ever I had no PR person I had no agent I I did I had no help at all no prep and uh, most times you get a prep with questions beforehand And so I did not know that because it's like reality, they edit together like even they're they're filming even when you're not being asked questions. Mm -hmm. And so I have really bad resting bitch face. And so I would just be sitting there between takes, just sitting like normally with my face. But my face looked kind of angry or sometimes kind of sad. And they would edit it together to make it look like Mm. I was sad. Like you were reacting. Like I was right. Like someone was in the audience like you're a racist and I hate you. And they would like cut to me and I was just sitting there like blank faced and it looked like I was really sad I had no idea again learning experience Mm -hmm. and now when I'm on camera I always have a smile on my face you can't see the smile but you can hear and I'm like "Mm -hmm, yep the whole time I just (laughs) smiling with my eyes like looking like just all the time so that you can never get a clip of me looking angry or crazy. Well, sometimes you get an angry face because I really do feel that way. Because you are angry. Because <laughs> I am angry. There's not a few of those. But, you know, sometimes, like, reality television, all that shit, it's so deceptively edited. They'll pick apart words. And I say that, you know, not to say that uh, it's an excuse but I think it's worth people knowing because you get tricked a lot by what mm-hmm. you see on television. And so you, you kind of have to have a critical eye and also remember that, you know, some people TV goes in with an objective. And so they decide who mm-hmm. they're going to make look a certain way before they even step on set. Right. Like re- with reality TV, how they decide who the villain is. Every season. <laughs> or they decided that it was going to be you against the against the doctor and that right. the doctor was going to come in and be like, this girl doesn't know. See, but they that, didn't tell you. And that to me is what was crazy to me because I'm coming in thinking I have this bomb ass opportunity to like yeah. present not a natural remedy for people that don't have medical insurance and can easily grab a bottle of coconut oil or sesame oil. 
and change, you know, their health issues, their oral health issues. Like that was my intention. To feed like, the people. yeah, like helping because it helped me so much with my health. So I just wanted to pass on that information. So I'm going on thinking, wow, what a blessing! <laughs> my ass, <laughs> thinking like this is so cool. Like they're opening the opportunity for alternative. You're medicine. also not evil, so you wouldn't go in thinking. I'm that not way. wired that way. So when he. As soon as I saw his face, that he didn't smile when he saw me. He wasn't like, hey, you know, it was just like, okay, is that the, what did he say? Is that the expert? <laughs> and the way he said it was like, you know. And oh as soon God. as I saw his face, I was like, oh, shit, this isn't what I thought. This <laughs> is like reality TV right here. Like, he's about to, like, snuff me on stage, you know. So I was heartbroken because that wasn't what I came to do. And then afterwards, you know, all the comments, because people have no idea. They have no idea that you didn't come into this prepared or even thinking about it being a battle. All I knew was I'm going to teach how I did it and what I know. And that was kind of scary. But, you know, it's a business and, and they need to get their ratings and it needs to be, a, you know, whatever they need to make it out the to business be. sucks. Yeah. They take I mean, good for granted so much. Good is always taken for granted. In, in but that. like we were saying before, these are all like really good learning experiences. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Because yeah. after that... It also made me realize, like, Fran, if you're going to be speaking on certain things, you need to be, like, confident in what you know. And even if someone is, like, trying to knock you forward or, or kind of corner you, you have to just be who you are. Like, and in that kind of seeing how I felt um, slighted in that situation, I realized, like, I just have to strengthen up my position in who I am, what I know, and, like, what I have to offer. Mm. And like Maya said, you know, when, when it happened to her, like, she was like, that was, that was a confidence thing. And once the improv gave her that sharpness, now she's, like, unstoppable, you know? So I feel, you know, even after that, yeah, it was whack to, that that happened, but it helped me because I was able to watch myself be whack in a weird way because you could see that I was nervous and uncomfortable. But now I think if it were to happen now, I'd have a way better understanding of what I'm getting myself into and how to kind of, like, finesse it and navigate it. And I'm going with you. And Dustin's coming <laughs> with me. Well, I'm coming too then. <laughs> What's the matter of fact? What's that doctor's name? <laughs> I would look. I was really sitting here thinking, like, I'm about to find this motherfucker. It's like, that right. doctor on Channel Eleven. I think I repressed his name. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the streets didn't care about him. Didn't care the about street. him. So don't nobody care about his name. <laughs> Who do I know on the board? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This week we are having a very awesome, awesome sponsor sponsor us. It's Loot Crate. That's right. Loot Crate is back again. It's going to be an awesome time. There's some cool Matrix stuff in some of the boxes, Kill Bill stuff. You know they're always going to send you something really, really cool. If it's not for you, it's going to be something good for somebody else. I told y'all there was that puzzle in there last month, which was really bomb. It was really cool to do on the train when I was on my way to the beach. The they beach had a was... cute Star Trek pin this month. Oh, yes, the Star Trek pin this month. If you are a pin collector, they look really, really cool in your jackets and stuff. Yeah, actually, I'm not like comic and trekkie person but the pin is hella cute yeah. like the moment we saw the pin right we were, were like, like oh this is kind of cute <laughs> see now if you want to see on my jacket see if you want to see the pin that dustin and friend was about to fight over a scrap <laughs> over now don't forget that you got to get that loot crate box and remember the box changes every month so embrace your inner geek and get the loot crate today by going to lootcrate.com slash friendzone and entering code friendzone to save three dollars on any new subscription you have until the 19th at 9 p.m pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate and when the cutoff happens, congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> so again, head to lootcrate.com slash friendzone and enter code friendzone at checkout to save $3 on any of your new Loot Crate subscriptions. I don't know why I keep pausing. That is for the cause, so make sure you get that Loot Crate box. 
back to life, back to reality. But confidence, let's talk about confidence, because I think at the end of the day, that's the biggest key. Now, you know, people throw around the whole fake it till you make it, you know, and do do you think that's a good a good no. key? <laughs> no, but no, I don't know. I mean, I think that confidence is something that you do have to work at. And I think that uh, humility can go a long way that I, I, I don't know. I, I think that it is good to be confident, but I think that little inkling of like that little butterfly in your stomach, I think that hunger can make you a better performer. Can it can make, fuel you. Yeah, I think so. I think it also makes you more open to like learning experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, you have so, so, so many people who are like, this is who I am, take it or leave it. And you're just like, okay, but actually you suck. And they're like, mm-hmm. mm, like this is who, and it's like, no, but you still have room to grow. <laughs> you right. know, like some people take confidence and turn into cockiness rather than being confident in your skills but still being open to the fact that you have room to grow and learn so I don't know if it's fake it till you make it but really take pride in the things that you know that you're good at and be honest about the things that you aren't so good at and you want to get better at Hmm. right and I think what do you guys think because I know we've discussed this before where speaking like celebrities and specifically how it's almost better when you don't know anything about them like Absolutely. before social media like i don't mm-hmm. i didn't see these rants or these breakdowns and Thank like God. oh didn't and know that they couldn't spell didn't know okay. that they couldn't spell didn't but know they were racist <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know these things you didn't know the things that they were going through all you knew was their art and in a weird way it made you like them more That's because right. you didn't know who they were Absolutely so sometimes Twitter i wonder like Right. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he he was ruined I mean, before, yeah, before Twitter, but yes. Absolutely, but, you know, he couldn't come back because he wouldn't leave that Twitter alone. But it makes me wonder, like, how honest about your struggles should you be when you are this hyper-visible person? Should you, like, you the way that Cheska was honest on her Snapchat about, you know, her anxiety about these skits and her position at Nightly Show... Do you think it's cool to be honest about that anxiety or should you just keep it to yourself and then just present the flyness that you can present on TV and just let people go off of that? I think that it's perfectly fine and I think it's good to be as honest as you are, Cheskali, on your Snapchat because you're talking about things that pertain to you specifically. I think that the the disconnect for me comes when people offer their opinion on things right. like I don't that are not related to like their art or whatever their contribution is. Talk about your experience all day, every day. Talk about what you've been through all day, every day. But don't talk to me about anything else that doesn't have anything to do with specifically like your art or your talent, right? That's how I feel. Like, I don't care what you think about certain social issues. I don't care about any of that. Like, I just want to hear you sing or I just want (laughs) to see you act or I just want you to make me laugh. You know, there's a place for all those things. And dialing back to your original comment about confidence, People don't understand that, like, true confidence and humility go hand in hand, right? Because you become confident by being skilled and studying. And in order to even, like, take, like, to even begin to study something, you have to be humble enough to know that you need to learn. That you need to study, And that you're willing to learn. Mm -hmm. So when someone is truly confident, it's because they've honed their skills and taken the time to, like, develop their craft. That's why the difference is so glaring, like you just brought up, Cheska Lee, between confidence and cockiness, which is a word that I actually, like, I cringed when you said it. I hate even hearing it. I hate the notion of cockiness. I hate all of that. And I'm a person that some people might even, like, 
assume is cocky, but like people that know me, right. you know what I mean? No, it's like the total opposite. Right. So, but but I, it's disgusting to me. So I just, if people really understood what confidence meant and, and where it came from, then you would know that it took humility to even be confident in your skill or your talent. So shut up otherwise. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, though, shut up otherwise in some aspects, because even though there are these people that we like identify with in certain in certain things, like uh, asking ASAP Rocky to. Oh, <laughs> man, yeah. that interview killed me. That, you know what? It was a terrible ass interview. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to hear ASAP Rocky say Black Lives Matter <laughs> because I, he don't know what that means. So if somebody was to interview him now that he's spoken out. He might say the wrong ass thing. So I would rather him say he needs to shut the fuck up. And he'd actually do that. In but I think that's people's unwillingness to admit that they don't always know or that they're not qualified to speak on something because there's nothing wrong. I don't agree with what he said, but I think what he was trying to say is like, I'm not an activist. Right. And there would be it, that whole thing would have been so different if he had said, you know, what? I don't that. really feel like I'm the best person to weigh in on activism. There's a lot of great activists out there. And like, I'm just a musician. So I don't know. That would be totally different and honest, and honest versus, well, I don't need to like, this is stupid. And I only know about like getting defensive. Right. Uh, shout out to Kelly Rowland and by way of Matthew Knowles for <laughs> that, that, that Matthew Knowles School of Media <laughs> Training. Kelly Rowland is the GOAT she at, is. At, at, at bringing things back to center. The uh, She had a campaign with uh, the allergy, co- Claritin. Okay. She, had, she did a campaign with Claritin um, and she was doing an interview for Claritin and I think it was right when Lemonade came out and the uh, the person that was interviewing her kept trying to ask her about Beyonce and Jay-Z cheating rumors. And she paused and very graciously and gracefully said, getting back to Claritin and allergies, which is such an important topic, I really feel it's such, <laughs> such like she, and she does that quite often. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you really watch her, she's just a great person to watch interview because she's so, she does it in a very tactful way. Mm-hmm. So it's not like offensive and it doesn't read angry, but it's very direct but and But it effective. reads, I'm not answering this She shit. gets their asses together every <laughs> single time. And so... I just, yeah. Well, unfortunately, most rappers that I probably listen to do not get media trained because I think it would be great in this day and age if more people were to speak out and say, you know what, I don't really know a lot about the social climate or what's going on, but, you know, I wish, you know, I, I would be, become more involved because then that same sounds like, great, well, now we're going to get you into this. But unfortunately, people are still, like, rejecting things that are happening or they still have people to answer to that affect that, and that's why that part gets fucked up. But I think there is definitely something to be said going back to... <clears throat> confidence about people that can just identify the things that they need to work on and dealing with a lot of social anxiety sometimes you lose or I lose sight of myself and so that's why it's harder for me to identify okay what's going on with me like what what am I doing what do I need and so then when you take back take it back to confidence and just having to study and realize what's going on it's you're such a stronger person when you can just identify I need to work on this and I think that that's one of the things that I've been struggling with in, in certain aspects. Because you reached out to me when you said you saw my um Yeah, because listen, I, be, I, I keep it real on my snaps. So when I see like someone else is having a hard time, it's, 
you know, I know that I really appreciated when I got messages from people that said, oh my God, I deal with anxiety too. And like, here's some resources, whether it was like meditation or some, some tips for things like you can just do for self care. And so sometimes just hearing from someone else yeah. that, Hey, I'm here. If you need me, like say, say what's up or don't say what's up. Just know that I'm thinking about you, um, can be really, really helpful. Yeah. When you sent me that text, I didn't even like need a whole lot, but just getting from that text from you, I was like, and that's why I said, I was like, we got to take care of our brown, you know, I'm black. Cause, cause that was such, that was so touching to me. And it wasn't even like a cry for help or anything. It was really like me just talking like, this is how I feel today. And this is what's going to happen. And then people, you know, just saw a different side and they were able to identify. And I think that it's so brave when people can come out and just be identifiable. Cause that, that opens doors for other people to ask questions too. And I think that that's dope. Yeah, I think back to Fran's question, like, should people be so open with social media? I think it's a blessing and a curse Mm -hmm. because, like, I have people for work that follow me on Snapchat, which is so weird. And, like, I definitely had a producer, like, come up to me and be like, hey, if you ever need to talk. And I was like, oh, my God, this is really weird. Like, I'm in the lunchroom. Like, get away from me. You know, and I was like, damn, I might need to pull it back on Snapchat a little bit. Um, And for me, hey, if you ever need to talk. Yeah, like, I saw your snaps. And I was just like, oh, my God. Um, for me, I like Snapchat because it goes away. Like that's, yes. it feels like less pressure. Right. Um, and I think that you kind of have to pick what's the best outlet for you because sometimes there's some people that I've unfollowed on Facebook because they just give you a daily play by play of like their emotional <sighs> roller coaster. And that's right. why I was it's asking. not a diary, dog. And it's just like, this is the wrong place to do this. It's and it's like, internet. you know what? I don't need you in my life anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, who is this Facebook post about? It's like really directed towards one person. You right. know? And like, that's why I was asking because I've seen, you know, like my my question is like what's the limit because I think it is great to be honest I know um I have I'm still getting used to being open with uh, the internet because I really initially felt like I'm not friends with the internet right these people are not my friends and I always had to tell Especially myself that they be acting the goddamn comments right so I you know <laughs> had... <laughs> but isn't your show called the friend zone <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're talking about us no initially I felt like I'm here I'm gonna you know show the recipes that have saved my life and my health and then keep it moving so for a long time people didn't know anything about me I just didn't want to talk about me I felt like that wasn't a place for that but I did realize too that there was something about that that wasn't real because it's like as I was gaining um, these accomplishments and accelerating in my career there's an emotional thread that's missing where people have no idea what these things mean to you they have no idea what you've been doing behind the scenes to get to this they don't know the struggles you know and in a lot of ways they're probably going through a lot of the same shit so mm-hmm. i started thinking well maybe i should open up which is why i started talking about like mental hygiene and kind of doing more mental health conversations about how success has affected me self sabotage all those different things that we go through but then you know you'll see comments here and there sometimes of people be like oh y'all in your feelings and <laughs> right you know and then you you kind of get nervous and pull back cuz it's already scary to open but that's right. people projecting up. when they don't feel like they're in tap with their own feelings cuz right. there's something so <clears throat> People get threatened by people that are very emotional. You know, people are like, calm down. You're doing too much. And it's like, just because you don't have, you're not in touch with your own emotions doesn't mean you get to tell me how to deal with my emotions. Like, I'm good. I know I'm an emotional person. 
in many ways, that's a good thing about me. Like, right. I think that makes me good at my art. That makes me good at relating to people. Yeah. Something that I have to work on. But people that get threatened by that, it's because they're not good at their own emotions. Right. And so they've been really good at, like, blocking their own. Up. Yeah. And right. when they see someone else, it's like... It's like when you start crying, they're like, I'm not crying, you're crying. And you're just like, wait, what's wrong with you? And it makes them feel uncomfortable. No, it's right. That's exactly it. So I initially was like, I didn't even want to put my business out here in the first place, you know? So when I would see the comments about that. But then I realized, like, like Chesik said, that actually says more about how, how in touch the person is with where they're at that they're feeling away because I'm in touch with where I'm at and and being vocal about it. And all the messages you get of people being like, yo, I can't believe you have anxiety. Like, you're so calm and cool. And I thought your life was together. And in a weird way, I don't want you to, like, bond with my misery. I've said that before. Let's Mm -hmm. not bond in misery. Like, that's not what I'm venting for so that you can be like, oh, she's a fuck up too. Phew. You know, like, we're all fuck ups. Like, that's not the goal. But the goal is... We're all fuck ups now, maybe, right. but like we're gonna get it's a through this. Stone. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm showing you how I'm battling this anxiety. I'm showing you how I'm battling this this idea that I'm not good enough or self sabotage. Like these are things that I know you're feeling, regardless of if you want to be open about it, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna speak for all of us, and then hopefully my ascent, you know, into my goals and all the things that I'm trying to accomplish will give you the sense of permission that you can do the same. The reason why people love your work so much is because, like, like your contributions, it's like they remove the shame from certain experiences that you share that you've had. Right. And that's why and that's people feel so yeah. liberated after they watch what, you watch what you do. You know what I mean? They feel like, oh, my God, I feel so free from that burden, and they follow you forever. That's the shit that really, like, changes people's lives. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that's the emotional thread that I'm talking about. Like, I know for me... They're like influencers, even Cheska, like even though we're friends, it's a little bit different because I know more than like the average person that just watches you. But just as a peer, like to see the anxiety, all that you've been open, but to see that you're still growing, 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 getting more like, you know, seeing you at hip hop honors and Cheska was like so beautiful at the red carpet. (laughs) It was like a moment for me because I'm like, yo, like this is the homie. Like, look at her, you know, she looks so beautiful with her like jumpsuit and the makeup. And and to me, like those are the things that should keep you going because it's like, yo, at the end of the day, none of us knows what the fuck we're doing. Absolutely. (laughs) When no one's a guru, no one's an expert in nothing. Like, we're all going through the motions. We all have our own gifts. We have our own contributions. And we're just trying to, like, break through the fog that happens because you're just a human to get those gifts out, you know? And I think these pedestals that people put each other on can get a little bit tricky because it's like, yo, I'm trying to figure shit out just as much as you are. Yeah, everyone has to start at the beginning. Like, even even if you are super rich and you had everything handed to you, you have to take the step. Like, yeah. you have to show up and you have to do it. And no one can do it for you. Like Do the work. Everyone has to do the work at some point. Um, some of us start a little further than other people, but you have to take that step. It doesn't happen on its own. Right. So when you start feeling, like, let's say if you're writing a skit and you're about to be on TV today, you start feeling those self-sabotage feelings what are some tips that you have um that help you get through so that you can actually get those skits out so it doesn't interfere with what you have to get done 
Um, I am like a big list maker. So I like set yes. set deadlines for myself. And that's one thing that's been really great about my job is we have so many meetings and so many things scheduled throughout the day that I use that as like a guideline to know, okay, here's what I have to do. And then what I like to do is I kind of break down each of my tasks into the little tasks that make up that big test. So as soon as I start feeling overwhelmed, like, oh my God, I have to write this sketch and I don't know what I'm doing. Well, first I just think like, okay, well, how, what is a sketch? It's a beginning, middle and end. So I'm like, all right, here are my three points. And then I'm like, what is the sketch about? It's about Hillary Clinton and these emails. So what do I need? I need a bunch of clips about Hillary Clinton and the emails. So I'm going to go find those clips and then I'm going to put them in the beginning, middle and end. And I really just kind of make myself a little outline for whatever it is that I have to do. Um, and so with a sketch, yes, that's a little more concrete, but it can be the same with you're working on your taxes. Mm -hmm. Like, so what do I need to do? I need to get all my receipts <laughs> together. I need to go through all my emails. I need to call all these people that I don't have my things from. You can really just take whatever that big task is that feels so overwhelming and space it out. And sometimes I'll space it out by the week and say, here's what I'm going to do on Monday. Here's what I'm going to do on Wednesday. I can space it out by the month. Um, I can do through the day, like on the weekend sometimes. I'll take whatever things I need to work on and I'll just plot them out by the hour. And then I have like a roadmap and I just say, okay, here's what I'm going to work on. And that feeling of just crossing that thing off the list is like the anxiety. So like, like releases. Ooh, coming off of you. Like chipping it off. <laughs> what yeah. about you guys? What helps you get through those moments? I'm like the same as you. Uh, scheduling is like so important to me. I cannot get anything done unless it's on a schedule and I'm just anal about, you know, stuff like that. Like everything has to be scheduled and it wasn't something that came naturally to me. It was something I had to teach myself how to do. Um, to be and like the, as yeah, productive as and possible. And you literally see the benefits immediately, like immediately in small form and then over time in, long, in, in larger form. So that is just like I can't. Like you should share that every opportunity you get because yeah. like people really should take advantage of that. So that's it, Asante. I was gonna say I'm in complete agreement with Fran or Cheska. Sorry, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know, because um, one thing I've been saying is I needed to get a board, and just having a board is it's a nice little trifold board. Okay, I, there's I can write my exercise on one part, I can post things that I need to get done on the other part, and then I got a little calendar so I know what day it is on the other part. Because I I really hate being productive on my phone one thing i've been really trying to work on but like just to see it and have it it's just bomb to be able to swipe things off and be like done there's something there's something about actually write physically writing it down mm -hmm. that like gets it into your brain mm -hmm. in a way that digital just doesn't and i i love my phone calendar i love my google cal calendar but actually writing down something with a date it's just for some reason, really makes it stick. It's because of that spiritual connection. You know, you're letting the creativity out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, and you, you you're feeling it. Yeah, yeah. You, you're feeling it as it's coming out and you're seeing it. And I, that was the part that I had to connect. Like, I was feeling it as it's coming out and then to see it and then to get rid of it and let it go, release it. I was like, okay. Fun fact. Good. Right? <laughs> When I don't think I'm going to do on a petty note this episode because it's so positive. <laughs> <laughs> but but fun fact, like as an actor, when I have to learn lines or anytime I need to learn a script, I always write it out. Same. Always. I Every do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Every single time. Really? Anytime I have to learn, if I have to deliver a monologue, anything, I, I, hand, I write it out. I and do the and same. It, always, it makes me retain it for some reason. You do that too? Yeah, yeah. so interesting. Yeah, I always did that in school. Yeah. It, it always helped me. Or like when it was facts, like yes. things you had to memorize for 
you know, a test or something like that. Like when you do the index cards when you were studying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like writing those index cards. (laughs) It got it into your mind so that when you looked at the question, you could remember yourself writing the answer before. The answer, yeah. That's so interesting. I never tried that. But writing lists is definitely, for me, is the same thing. Like, even just to be scheduled throughout the week, like, I'll be like, okay, what are the things? Like, when I wake up, the first thing I ask myself is, what do you have to get accomplished today for it to be the most productive day possible to create the flow for the rest of the week. Brush your teeth. <laughs> Aside from that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first damn thing. <laughs> and once I, you know, those thoughts start coming, like you have to do X, Y, and Z, then I first, obviously, you got to get that pad out and start writing it down so that I can see it and then start knocking it out as I'm seeing it. And then by the end of the day, it's just such a good feeling. It's, oh it really God. is a high when you cross mm-hmm. everything out and you almost earn your sleep. Yes. You know, like you, you feel, feel like better. I did good today. You feel really good. <laughs> right? I, and I, I learned this from Tim Ferriss, the uh, four-hour work week guy, oh, I think. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, it's a great he, book. He has a podcast, and he was talking about, um, you know, the things that he has to do. Like, if you just make a list of five things you can complete in the morning, then you've won the day. And so once I started implementing just those five things, I was like, damn, like, today was not so bad, even though this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. But I won the day before I, I left this. the house, so right. it's good. That's it's true. Al- that's also another really good point, is you want to be careful to not put too much on your list, because right. I think, so, I mean, it's okay if you don't get everything done. I use that as, like, my list for the next day. I start, like, I start my day by looking at yesterday's list and seeing what I didn't do on there and, mm-hmm. like, what needs to be moved over. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the end of the week, I do the same thing, like, what can be moved over from the week. But I I think sometimes, at least when I first started, um, I was doing this with a friend. And so she and I were checking in with each other on our list. And she was like, only do five things per like area of your life. So I was doing like fitness and finance and like career. And I was like, well, I'm going to do like 20 things under career. And she's <laughs> like, well, that's going to like stress you out. Pick like, Even more. Pick, yeah, right. This was supposed to like release stress, girl. <laughs> so pick five things. Like you don't have to be, and they can be really small things. Mm-hmm. Like they right. don't have to be, you know, like start your own movie studio. Like right. that's You're maybe right. like your big lifetime. Yeah, that's like your big long-term goal. But right. like for today or for this week or this month you can pick you know small things and you know what that i will just to jump on that point that's a lot of why snapchat and social media sometimes i find frustrating because people will make it seem like they're doing so much (laughs) and then you start thinking damn i am not doing enough (laughs) (laughs) you know because but it's like people will create busy but busy doesn't necessarily mean you're you're being productive mm-hmm. like there's More a pay. difference or stay right. woke mm-hmm. <laughs> stay woke <laughs> And you have to understand the difference between being busy and being productive. And Mm. I've learned from me, I know my personality type. I can multitask all day if I have to, but I actually don't prefer it. And I hate the pressure that people put like, oh, you know, sleep is the cousin of death or whatever. People be tweeting like grind all night. You know, ain't no time to sleep. I'm just like, what? I sleep when I die. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like. (laughs) I woke up and I had my five things to do and I got them done and now I'm eating dinner and watching Netflix. I'm going to sleep. Like, okay. And but I'm I not think... going to feel guilty because I'm not grinding till tomorrow. Because you, you made those five things count. Those five things were what was going to make my day productive. Mm-hmm. And I think the internet also, because everyone has their highlight reel for show, it can make you feel like, 
oh my god I'm not doing enough I need to be working harder and it's like relax like you know like Cheska said don't put 20 things on one section like what are the five things today that will you know put you ahead of the the week well and I think that the main thing in that it's not just social media I think you have to stop comparing yourself to other people because you don't know what they're going through. And that was a big, for me, a a, a huge catalyst of my anxiety. Like I went to performing arts high school. I went to act like acting college. So I know a lot of really talented, successful people. Like I would have days where I would turn on the television and every commercial, I would know someone from high school and I would just be like, I'm on my couch. Like my life sucks. And like (laughs) Sharon's in a fucking Dunkin' Donuts commercial. You know what I mean? And I would just be like, God, I, she's, probably paid off all her student loans and I haven't and I just hate myself <laughs> and then I see her at Christmas time and she's like girl like I my residuals never came in and like actually like this happened I don't happened. even drink Dunkin Donuts right. <laughs> yeah exactly everybody and, asking me about a cool lot and shit I'm lactose intolerant right. and I was shitting my life away on set because I had to drink that coffee colada and I'm just like damn Sharon I didn't know it was that bad and like here I was at home like creating this whole narrative about this person who that wasn't even that true. was not even true and Biles I was com- intact exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. when you could have been working and got your own check that she didn't even get exactly shit. and I could have been working on my own stuff instead of comparing myself to her and at the same time you don't know what that person you know Maya is a great example Maya is doing really awesome stuff you're comparing yourself to where she's at not knowing all of the steps that she took to get to there, get there. Mm-hmm. and all of the times that somebody slammed the door in her face before she got there and all the time she fell before she got there so in the time that you're spending measuring where you're at to where she's at she's continuing to go and you've now just wasted how many hours scrolling through their Facebook and looking at all of their stuff and just being like oh my god oh my god I'm not doing this I'm not doing this and the thing that trips me out is somebody is doing that shit about you Right, Mm -hmm. right. But you don't realize that to somebody else where you're at is like blowing their mind and exactly Mm -hmm. is goals. And so it is really hard with social media to do that. I will be the first one to admit that that I'm really bad about that. But I've gotten a lot better about knowing that my path is my path and where I'm supposed to be is where I'm supposed to be and that I can't get there by looking at or worrying about where somebody else is. Well, mm. if you're looking around, then that means you're not looking forward. Mm. You know, Ooh, that's one thing. That's right. I always tell myself that. I'm like, girl, you're busy looking left and right when what's for you is right in front of you, girl. Why are you looking in any other direction? And that kind of keeps me in check. And one thing, too, that I think is important with us being like influencers that are hyper visible is that your idea of success has to be yours mm-hmm. because a lot mm. of my peers might have no a lot of my peers might have the cars and the houses like even my is one of my closest friends she's living large and I love it because that was her goal but it's difficult because me and her have the same uh executive that oversees our projects and he's always trying to push me like don't you want the target deal and you need to do this you're a cute girl and why don't you do this and do that and he always kind of belittles me in a weird way like one day he was like I know you're trying to do this whole save the world thing and he had like the air quotes and you know kind of belittling what I feel my path is and I'm like, yo, I'm not anyone else dude like if you don't understand mm. that like yeah houses whips clothes being at beauty con 
that's a vibe. I get it. It's dope. I'm so happy my friends are making money and being praised and getting ads and, you know, on the train, seeing their faces. Like, that's dope. I love it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what I want for myself. I'm actually totally content being like a missionary building school somewhere <laughs> like living in the hood living, yeah. you know like maybe that's success to me and maybe mm-hmm. I don't want and that's not to say that I'm you know I'm like oh yeah I don't want a loft I live in a shack it's successful but you, under, you understand what you're doing and <laughs> like, how important it is I'm not gonna lie either I'm a tourist we like luxury y'all see my apartment like mm. I love comfort and art and plants like I still love luxury But you're not going to make me feel bad because I don't have the same goals as someone else. Because if I were to uh, run after those things, it would just be so that people can say that I have it. It wouldn't necessarily mean because it meant anything to me. So I'm very particular about what I chase and how I let people speak into me because it it can really frazzle you and make you feel like you're not doing enough. And I work hard. Like... You might not see it visibly because maybe I don't have, like, designer this, designer that, you know. But that doesn't mean I'm not busting my ass behind the scenes. gets up at 5 a.m. every day and saves the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, my money's going towards, like, my family. Like, there are initiatives I'm supporting. Like, there's a lot of shit behind mm-hmm. the scenes that you might not know someone's doing. You know, like, I remember when I met Angela Yee and I told her from Breakfast Club, I was like, yo, I'm happy I met you because I totally judged you. Like, I thought you were just this gossipy, like, person on Breakfast Club that was, like, making fun of celebrities and that was how you're making your bank. But people have no idea. She has, like, community projects, buildings she's um, investing in to help low-income people. She's creating, like, a juice spot for health. Yeah, in the hood, like... A lot of shit. And to me, I almost have more respect for people that move in silence because it means that they actually, this is like something that means something. Right. Real G's like lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so. When I realized what that line meant, I was so, like, my mind was so blown (laughs) and I was so proud of myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think, like, you have to be okay with what your success is. Like, if you are, you know, trying to save the world or trying to be famous or maybe you're trying to do both because you can do both you know whatever it is don't let anyone make you feel bad because you might not want what someone else has or what people are accumulating it's not you know every path isn't going to be the same yeah the other thing I think that I try to do when I start feeling insecure about where I'm at or feeling undeserving is my mom used to do this to me. She used to make me write down five good things. And so now I try to make the five things, like the five things I did to get here so that I can think about like, okay, I have this job and it's really hard and I feel, you know, like I don't deserve to be here, but I made videos for 10 years, (laughs) 10 years. I made videos on YouTube when no one was watching them. (laughs) And I was sending like billions of emails, begging people to watch them. (laughs) Um, You know, I did, um, I took improv classes. I did stand up. Like I went to acting school. I pay an office degree for the rest of my freaking, well, actually I'm paying that degree off this year. (laughs) I spent a ton of money on this, (laughs) on this training. And so sometimes you really have to sit down and remind yourself because, you know, not everybody has 
friends or family or a support team that can remind them of all the work that they did to get where they are. And so sometimes you have to be your own cheerleader mm-hmm. and oh, sit absolutely. down and say like, I, yeah, I'm really stressed out. I'm scared. I don't know if I can do this, but I got here because I put in the work and I did A, B and C to get here and I'm going to stay here and I'm not afraid to ask for help. I'm going to make this list. I'm going to cross my shit off my list and I'm going to move forward. And so, you know, don't be afraid to to write down or just do a little mental checklist. And of, be proud of yourself. And that's not cockiness either. That's just reconfirming for yourself, like, what your purpose is. Everybody always says be present. Wherever your feet are, that's where you should be 100%. And so nice. sometimes you kind of forget, just like you said, Cheska Lee, how you got there and the work, the hard work that you did when you had those moments where it was like, how in the fuck am I going to figure this out? How, where is this money going to come from? How am I going to make this happen in order to get to this goal or in order to, to, to at least get a shot at this opportunity? You know, there's so much work that's done on the back end that people have no idea about. And it's so easy to get caught up in the, the goal and forget about those moments, which are really, truly the defining moments. It's really how you got there. So just being aware of that, I think that was great information. That's something that everybody needs to do. You need to be aware of how you got there in every aspect of your life, even in dating, right? You end up in the bed with somebody. You know what I'm saying? You end up married to somebody. You need to remember how you did you get here. Bitch, I caught the bus. Nobody's supposed to be here. But you need to remember that. Jessica Jordan. You held that down. Part of the friend zone. The friend zone, baby. That's right. That's right. That's right. She just fist bumped me with the biggest ring ever. I got like a little mark here. Yeah. No, and it's true because it's it ties back even when I was asking you about like being on decoded and hosting. You're like, oh, that's nothing, but it really is a lot though. Like, think about how much your life has changed from where you were a year ago today. I don't even slap nobody anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I got like shit to lose now. So, like, right? I, can't, like, I gotta be cool. Like, you know, I just be like, I gotta think twice. I just now. think about like my mama and my dad, and you know, like. <laughs> My siblings, you know, stuff that matters, like, to stay centered. Like, it doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? Like, I can just let it go. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't crack a joke. That doesn't mean that, you know. bang on you on Twitter. Yeah, you know. I don't think anybody, if life, think how, imagine how much better this world would be if instead of, like, fighting and arguing, everybody just cracked jokes. Like, that would be great. Like, if instead of arguing, like, since I'm mad at you and you're mad at me, like, let's just talk about each other's mamas and whoever's the funniest, you know what I mean? If like, only life were they got to get over it. That would be so much better. So I have decided because they say that you have to be the change that you want to see or whatever those Tom Joyner Cruise phrases are or whatever. Oh my so God. Like, Tom like, Joyner Cruise? Yes. Where yes. does the Cruise yes. come from? Those people. Those I'll connect the dots after the mics go off. No. So, yes. So, uh, oh psych, uh, Tom Joyner, I would ow, love ow, to work with you guys. Ow, ow, uh, the Tom Joyner morning. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Itch Your Okay, see this is full circle Oh, oh my god away. Shout out to Itch Your World Everybody that remembers Itch Your World On the <gasps> Tom Joyner Morning Show The radio soap opera yes. Every Friday Oh my god We have something special coming on the Friend Zone Pretty soon I'm going to introduce you guys to a couple little characters That have been in my arsenal We're going to do a little what? radio soap opera So stay tuned you guys Anyway, <laughs> so, so shout out to Cheska Lee For dum, bringing dum, it back dum, full dum. circle Yes But you really do have to be the change that you want to see so that's why on twitter i don't argue anymore 
friend. I did notice do that. I? Every time people Ooh, like I enter my mentions, Chester, <laughs> <and> you, you <laughs> literally <laughs> like, you, like you get paid to be funny. So this is the best practice ever, girl. Listen, like when people argue or they come in your mentions with this, this, just that energy, that negative fire, like disgusting Republican energy, whatever it is, right? <laughs> when they come in there Republican with that, energy. you go ahead and just start. Okay. Let's just crack jokes, right? Instead of arguing and going back and forth and really trying to like make I definitely do that. Laugh. I have yes. I have a nicely organized gift folder that is ready, <laughs> uh, that, ready that, and waiting. We're gonna have to do a little you. exchange soon. Oh, the, listen, the, the I'll gift add you on the Dropbox. That drop keeps box. on giving. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Have Gibson's Dropbox. <laughs> oh my God, organized. I mean, f- forget that pop key shit. You know, you got to have the real, real ready, okay? <laughs> yes, yes. No, but I do think, you know, going back to the idea of it being important to be your own cheerleader, because I know for me, people that have known me for a long time, like, you know, I have collaborations coming up that are really awesome. And sometimes I'm in the motions and I'm like on autopilot and I don't take the time to be like, friend. Mm-hmm. This like, is a big deal. This is cool, <laughs> you know, and and because and a lot of it does have to do with the fact that I um I'm still working on this not being enough thing, and I hate that I attach accomplishments to what enough means. That's something I'm still working through, and you know I'm constantly like I need to do more, and I have to have this, and you know, and I'm constantly worried about my mom and and if she's happy and mm-hmm. satisfied and proud, and it's just all this. <laughs> self-imposed pressure that we put and at the end of the day your mom is so happy no matter what like she's seeing her kid being awesome there's really no wrong you can do at this point and i have to get that in my mind and and be thankful that like the movies i'm making are awesome like and it's fine like just relax the moves that you're making are helping tons of people and i and it almost feels like that was the goal from the beginning so it's like everything that you do that resonates every time someone sees you that resonates like i think that's why people are so comfortable coming up talking to you They're like oh she like she want to help me she got something for me <laughs> uh, and it's like it's like yeah i do got something for you but on wednesdays on the show just not right now you know like coming to the show you the you're the reason you taught me how to be my own cheerleader. Remember? Right. I'm not going to tell you what I told the other day, but, you know, when you have to really think of those moments in your own head to yourself, you have to talk to yourself and pull yourself out of it. It's no one else that's going to go to work for you or, or get these things done for you. You have to do that yourself. So you also have to cheer yourself on. You also have to remember you're the one that did all these great things and tell yourself, you are doing great. You're doing fine. Yeah, and, and don't and don't let the people around you, too, like, make you feel bad for feeling good about these. Like, I noticed, ooh. yeah, like, I noticed yes. one thing that, and, and this, I know, Chaska, and you guys could probably relate, that gets a little bit tricky. You know, people say, like, oh, the more success you get, you change. But it's not you that changes. It's actually how the people around you start treating you and their perception of you changes. And that makes you feel a way. Mm-hmm. Because I know with a lot of the accomplishments I've had, it starts getting weird when the people I grew up around, you know, are like, oh, girl, like... How's the little YouTube and <laughs> how's the little podcast? The word little just like <laughs> it so always does it belittling. to me. Right. The and it's just and the little, the little this and the little Ugh. that. And oh, you got your own little apartment now. Right. Okay, you do oh, your, your little, I see what your little so you doing your little thing over okay. there. And then my favorite, okay, Miss Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody Monica. deals with that. I don't care what <laughs> stage you are in it your career or in your love life or or whatever it is. I feel like everybody has that one family member who has to try and downplay what you're doing. Who you haven't even talked to in probably like five or six years. <laughs> and they're you so excited together. to claim you and yes. be like, that's my cousin. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, but every time I see you, you're like, oh, that little thing that you're doing. <laughs> like, oh, Katie. 
<laughs> and you and you have to almost like be okay with that reality that it you know they don't mean it. It's just sometimes it's hard for people to see you living out your dreams when maybe they didn't, you know, A, have the opportunity to do so, or B, they were fearful. And they see that you are fearful, because we all are, but I'm working through that fear. I'm scared shitless. I tell the guys um, all the time, even with the live show we're having coming up, like, I'm mortified. Everything mortified. YouTube videos, podcasts, mortified. But I'm getting it done. I'm working through it. I'm still being consistent as possible, you know, because I'm working through those feelings while also being honest about them. So people, like I said earlier, will feel the permission to do the same. So there are people in your life that are going to feel a way about you because they didn't move forward the way they're seeing you move forward. That's why I just thank God for for the gift that he has bestowed upon us all, really, you know. And that is the closed mouth smile. See, there's some power <laughs> in the closed mouth smile. I when knew you, when you are, was coming. Yes. I was literally like, where is this when going? Because it's going to be some shit. In that moment, there is something, Francesca Lee. <laughs> Rems. So when you are in that moment and they are fucking with you, okay? What do you do, Francesca? Do you do this right here? And I, I want you to look at me with your ears, listeners. <laughs> look at me you with your ears. You do this right here. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the closed mouth smile is enough, but that slow nod, and you have to get your pacing right and the tempo with your with your nod. It can't be a, it's a, you're taking it all in for consideration and what you're giving back is a closed mouth nod which reads I know what you're doing I'm better than I used to be and so I'm not going to go back down there where you are but just know that if I could and if I thought I should I would I'm not there yet because I'm happy that I'm grown and I can be petty with my family. <laughs> I used to not. I used to be such a crybaby and I used to take it so personally. Personal, and yep. I used to. And for me, I think it's important to clap back just a little bit because I'm grown. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And so sometimes when, you know, I've talked about it many times. I love my grandmother, but she likes to get slick. Mm-hmm. And sometimes <laughs> I let you. her know. I don't <laughs> care that you are 90 years old, Grandma. I am grown. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I sometimes you have to, for my family, in my experience, it gains you a little bit of credibility with them. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> okay, Franny. Didn't know she had it in her. Yeah, sometimes I just got to say a little bit just so that you know, mm-hmm. don't mess with me. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> you know, know what? You don't have to go all the, you don't have to roll around on the floor with anybody. Right, but... I'm sure you do just enough to where you, when you walk away, they look down and they smile a little bit like, I'm proud of her. She doing good in the big city. She still got She's doing good in the big city. Ain't nobody walking over all over her. That's my girl. And what I've noticed too like what helps too is to also keep yourself surrounded by people who are either on your level of success and above yes because it allows you to have someone to talk to where you don't feel bad about the things that you're doing you know because you know there's certain friends you can't tell everything you're doing because you know that they feel like oh that's great and then you're like yeah so (laughs) it's that awkwardness like damn Damn, you know, maybe I should just kind of 
keep to myself next time. You know, yeah, but you want to you want to be around people who encourage you to grind. Like right. you know, and that's where you have to. That's the not comparing yourself. That's like being inspired by the people around you rather mm-hmm. than seeing them as competition. Right. But like, damn, Fran's making moves. Right. I gotta set my game up because yeah. I want to make sure that I can like keep up. Yeah, I have and a lot I love stuff it because me and Cheska are honest with each other. Like, she'll be like, I'll be like, yo, this um, brand gave me this much, and she'll be like, well, they gave me this much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had those times yeah. before, and I'll I was be like, like, girl, <laughs> they're lying to you because I can't do it, and they yeah. definitely need to pay you more. Yeah. And thank God for that type and of a network. So you know what I mean? And yeah. to me, you know how much that's helped us because there have been so many times when people were trying to jerk us, yeah. whether it was her or me. Yeah. But because we have that honesty, there's no competition between that's us. That's what it's all mm-hmm. about. It's Seriously. important, and no I wish that more barrel. people. Right, and I wish more people felt that way or even you know with Maya like I'll tell her like what do you think about this deal should I take it for this and she'll be like hell no are you crazy you're hey friend hey because <laughs> sometimes that's I don't a good Maya yeah <laughs> like I don't right <laughs> I was like wait am I right I don't, I don't view myself that way I still sometimes view myself as this kid that's figuring it out so it's nice to have the friends that are like snap out of it like you know this who you are charge this and you push yourself so it's important to have those friends that are grinding like you are that you guys can talk about money and drop things and it's not it's not a like oh really they gave you that and like, you should be that for your friends absolutely the minute that you 100%. feel yourself like having that like mm, well she's getting da 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 you, you should check yourself check yourself and be like actually I'm super proud of you you right? worked really like, hard for we're that we're all out here getting it and I, and I love it because the fact that we have been so open with each other has helped us get more you know and we work together and we put each other on for different brands if I couldn't do it Cheska would do it I, do you remember in the beginning me Cheska and Cipriano had this hustle where if and this was early on in our careers where if we would go to one brunch. of us didn't get invited somewhere <laughs> we wouldn't go we, <laughs> it was like well I'm not going or we would put each Come other on. as the plus ones Absolutely. like well I'll be your plus one Cheska's yours Cipri's yours and we'd get to every event we needed to be at no matter who got Yo, invited we were going to events all of the time and you it had was to grind. it was just us messaging each other and being like, like did hey, you get invited to this I got right exactly <laughs> and you should be going to this That's or I'm bomb. not in town or so you need you to sh- be at this or Cheska would be like yo I got invited to so and so but I can't go but you're in town here go for me blah 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 and because we have the same name we would swipe yes. each other's invites <laughs> <laughs> so you know like I think it's a unity that's missing a lot of the times where yep. people are thinking that there's only certain spots available oh, but I'm gonna keep it real it's, it's black and brown people too often and we live I in a know. system that doesn't have a lot of opportunities for us which is all the more reason that we need to be there for each other and systems. hold the door open because this is not fucking Highlander there cannot only be one like <laughs> we can all six I'm serious and you know this because I get really pissed off because Fran and I we've had we've been friends for a long time because we've never had that competition mm-hmm. but we have lost folks along the way Hello. who thought that <laughs> we were out to get them and we're not even in the same lane. We are doing very different things. What's right. for you is for you. But because they saw it as a competition, they didn't realize that they, they were lost. that they exactly you just lost one. Yeah. So <laughs> and you can't you can't do that. We have to we have to help each other because everybody else does it for their for their folks. That's right. 
And, and it's true because we would see the bigger YouTubers, you know, the white ones that are like in the millions. They're like, how? And it's because they're collaborating. They're putting each other onto deals. They're, they're saying, yo, you know, pick so-and-so for this. Pick so-and-so. And then when it comes to us, we'll be like, oh, I don't know. I don't you know shouldn't anyone. pick her because <laughs> she's kind of shady. Like, we got to stop doing that. And that's why I'm so thankful that we broke out of our bullshit, all of us, and we're like, yo, let's just, like, figure out how to be the flyest chicks in this yep. industry. Let's help each other. You do, you know, Cheska does her social commentary that she's fly at. I'm with the wellness, Brianna's fashion, Maya's inspiration. Like, we all have our corners, and we're all running towards it and helping each other and making sure that everybody's getting paid right, everybody's getting respected, you know? And I think that's a beautiful thing, and it's important to surround yourself to too, with people who are doing better than you sometimes there's nothing wrong with that like don't sulk about it don't get in your you can feelings. learn so much I from you know, which is the point i love it i personally when cheska hit me and was like guess the fuck what and she called me and said she was gonna be on tv on that's huge. That's huge. yo we screamed <laughs> any other person would have been like oh that's great Damn, i want to be on tv right. you know what i feel the same way about about you guys like you guys have been doing your podcast grind for a year you're gonna have your live show you're gonna go tour you know you have really been on the come up and you started from the beginning you right. are a new thing and Fran was like I don't really know like what I'm getting <laughs> ready to do and I remember as soon as you guys said that we're dropping a new project it was like oh my god this is so exciting <laughs> you're taking like this next step and everybody has to take that step and it gets you exactly where you're supposed to be yeah oh, a year later a year later <laughs> no it's gone by really fast it's, it really has it's crazy. crazy the fact that you've been on tv for seven months we're hitting <laughs> a year like it's crazy how time flies but i think just with this whole imposter syndrome conversation to kind of reel it back it's important for those of you listening to know that we are all nervous about what we're doing. Like yes. this whole guru, expert, whatever names that we get, you know, put on online. That's cool and all. It helps us get more opportunities. Call us all the guru you want. But at the end of the day, we're all like these scared little kids at home. Like, oh, my God, was I good? <laughs> you know, <laughs> And that's the reality. You and know? it's totally natural. And it's OK. And it's fine. And I think the, the key is to not let it stop you from taking those next steps. Mm -hmm. you know Always be willing to learn. Always, like when you when you said something about asking questions earlier, I think people sometimes start just talking so much to themselves. They forget to ask questions because they're, they're not willing to learn. When you're willing to learn, you can learn from anybody in any space, in any situation, even if it's a conflict and you want to be like Fran, because Fran, you will learn from some people like you will <laughs> be like, OK, well, what is this about? Like, what's going on? And just learn. And it's like if you have that willingness, you can never go wrong. Right. And that comes with the humility, like Dustin was saying, mm -hmm. like we just you just have to be OK with admitting like, OK, you know, this is a like. This is scary. Like, when we started this show, it was fearful. We didn't know what was going to happen. We knew that people were expecting it to be the read. Oh, man. And when they realized it wasn't the read, they were not happy about it. <laughs> but it's like, dude, the read is the read. <laughs> we're Broke the friend zone. Barriers. Yeah, like, and it was scary for us to push through with this, How like, How can we do the read better than the read? Than the read. That is right. not even sensible. Let them I get be it, that. but it's not and even sensible. And there are friends. It's like, what do y'all want? Two episodes of the read a week? <laughs> Maybe you guys could be the cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> so... You the know audio what I mean? Book. Like the audio, <laughs> the audio book. <laughs> <Spark> yeah. <out. laughs> 
But you know, we took the chance, knowing that people were expecting us to be, or at least expecting Dustin and Asante to be the spinoff. They didn't know what the hell you were doing here. They was like, "What the fuck y'all doing here?" They called us boring. They called us so many things. And look at us a year later. We got Cheska Lee on here, right? And you guys are one of the top, you know, podcasts on your network. You know what I mean? And you carved your own niche for yourself, and you got over the hump of like being worried and not really knowing what you were doing. And, you know, like Fran said, to bring it back around, every single person has to go through that. And so no matter where you are in your career or, you know, in your love life or whatever it is, everybody has those anxieties and it's totally natural, but it's something that you can absolutely work through and you'll be so much better for it. Yeah. yeah, and being honest about the fact that you're working through it, like Cheska so graciously has been on our Snapchat, I think it's been helpful because there is it is nice when you see your people that you admire, your peers. I know there have been celebrities that I've met and I've had conversations and, and they'll be talking about how stressed they are about certain things. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you're stressed too. <laughs> and it's childish because it's like, of course, they're a human. What makes you think that their status would may allow them to bypass human emotion? Like, it's But, you know, we put people on these weird pedestals so it's normal but i'm glad that we had this conversation i think it's important and the most the biggest most important takeaway which obviously i'm gonna go around and ask you guys for the takeaways (laughs) but the takeaway for me is is that we're all going through it but you can still be successful even if you feel like you know, like Maya Angelou said, she thought by her 11th book that <laughs> they were going to figure out she's a fraud. Man. But guess what? She had 11 books. Yeah. So l- let that fraud feeling keep coming if it's something that keeps coming. But just keep pushing through that feeling because she knocked out those books. She got those five Grammys. She got that Pulitzer. Even if on her last dying day, she was still like, they going to figure it out. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she she left. She still left her legacy and figured out how to create through the pain. Remember, if there and, was, I'm sorry, go, oh no, ahead. go ahead. I'm just going to say, like, if there was ever a person that you thought, like, had they shit together, it was my Angela. What she tell you about yourself? <laughs> She's so calm. I mean, like, you know, we're listening to her. So, like, if you know, but it's surprising to just let you know. Relatability, baby. Right. You know what I mean? It's real. It keeps us going. Yeah. And and I one thing that stood out to me, and then I'm going to pass it to Dustin, was I, I forget what episode we were talking about, but you were talking about Frank Gadsden, I think. Is that mm-hmm. how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like a on the show with Kelly Rowland where they were putting together the girl band. I guess one of their parents had died or something yeah. tragic happened in the middle of her trying to mm-hmm. be this star. And he started telling her to use the pain. Yeah. And then he's like dancing through it and tell and like yeah. you know like yeah use it yeah use like it, something use it. about that gave me chills because oh. it's like to be able to to push through and and turn that it's an alchemy. I actually posted that um, on my site today. The biggest alchemy you can create in your life is learning how to turn darkness into light. All right, you guys. This week's episode of the Friend Zone is also brought to you by a sponsor of a certain name that actually has a personal connection with me. Uh, A moment in story, if you will. Picture it. (laughs) Michigan. A few years ago. I was about 11 years old, and my parents (laughs) were building a home, right? And so we sold our house that we were living in, and we moved into, like, a condo while our house was getting done. 
So that means that somebody else was living there first. You know, it was a, a rental. So, like, there was a, a an overturn of, you know, people, you know, whatever, often. So as a kid in middle school, performing tasks, you know, around the house was a big deal. It gave you, like, a sense of independence. So as a young man, you wanted to take the trash out. You know, you wanted to cut the grass and, you know, do that. You wanted to do things like be the one that went and got the mail every day. So it was, my, my, you know, part of my little chores to go get the mail. So I go get the mail one day, and I'm separated. This is after we had first moved. And my little horny, you know, 11-year-old self <laughs> noticed there's a calendar with, like, sexual stuff on the front. And I'm like, what in the hell is this? It was an Adam and Eve catalog. Oh, my God. I'll never forget. There were films. No. Ginger's three-hole picnic. Uh, all these things I had never heard of. And I was just like, Ginger's whoa. three-hole picnic. Three -hole I was like, picnic. whoa. And they kept coming. So they no. kept coming. So that being said, you guys, I really want to introduce you to our new sponsor, Adam and Eve, somebody that's near and dear to my heart, okay? Ooh. For over nostalgia. 40 years, okay? For Speaking of nostalgia, years. 40 years worth, okay? Adam and Eve have been a trusted place and a reliable adult product store, and they have a reputation that has lasted the test of time. Now, whether you male, female, Ooh. guy, girl, straight, gay, anywhere off the spectrum, it's a lot of them words and terms and shit. I'm letting you know right now, everybody's invited, okay? <laughs> hey. Everybody can get some from Adam and Eve. Uh, they have a wide range of the latest adult toys, if that's your thing, mm -hmm. okay? Whatever you want Ooh. to float your boat, whip your cream. <laughs> Find your lost remote. You can get him at Adam and Eve. So I'm go to done. adamandeve.com for a limited time, and you'll get 50% off just about any item. Damn, 50% off? 5-0, like the police. <laughs> when you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs. What? Plus a free mystery gift. And a mystery gift. Wait and we talking about sex, so let's make it mystery. We don't even know what the mystery gift is, so y'all got to let us know what and the mystery guys, gift is. And guys, we're ordering stuff too, so we'll be able to give you some uh, <coughs> first-hand reviews. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really excited about this. It's a part yes, of life we that we don't need to shy away from. <laughs> Y'all know we doing a petty self -care, note. Self-care, right? Okay. right. Self-care. Self-care, wellness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, okay? Well, well. You know, piece of you for a piece of me. So to top it all off, Adam and Eve will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Oh, so wow. go to adamandeve.com. That deal is insane. That's right. AdamandEve.com, use code ZONE, Z-O-N-E, at checkout. That's Z-O-N-E, like the one you're going to be in. <laughs> Once you visit adamandeve.com. Right. Yes. Where is Tweet with the oops? Oh my, right now. <laughs> now let's get back to the show. That you know? is like when I tell you, that's you literally what it. it's all about. Right. And so that's my takeaway for this episode. What's your takeaway, Dustin? <laughs> I have several takeaways from this episode. I identify very, very closely and clearly with what you just said about pain birthing like great art. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I'm. Um, that's the reason why I enjoy and thus am good at some of the things that I'm good at because that's literally how I've channeled like some serious ass pain. I can get deep, 
but I'm gonna stay in the kiddie pool. <laughs> so you know, I, but that's what I channel. Cheska Lee, I'm so grateful that you were here tonight and just hearing you share stories about moments where you haven't been so sure, but to know that you've accomplished so many great things, that's a huge takeaway. It is. I mean, like like it's when so you helpful. Yep. And everybody, what I love about the community of creative people that I have been fortunate enough to infiltrate since I moved to New York. <laughs> like everybody's so different, right? right? Like you do you, I do me, you do you, you do you. Like everybody is so different. They have their own brands, but we've all been super supportive of one another, not just for the sake of being supportive, but because we like genuinely want like like success for us all. And we want everybody to be fulfilled and mm-hmm. really, really like find their purpose. So to see it manifest itself and like actually coming to fruition right in front of your face, it's the craziest shit ever, dog. So, you know, like... <laughs> it's inspiring, yeah. man. Yeah. Every win is a win for all of us. That's why I've been so hyped watching everybody's progression. What's it, your takeaway, Asante? Takeaway. Oh. I really like a... Golden platinum you know, a little churchy. Um, I really want to focus on the be your own cheerleader part. I think that that is very, very important. A lot hey. of people will look at what other people are doing, as we've said, and get down on themselves or even be told something that someone else is doing and be like, oh, and like almost feel like it's a push against them. But as long as you're your own cheerleader, you can look and, and say, oh, well, that wasn't for me. They won because of what they've been doing and that you're supposed to cheer them on. Not because, you know, you're being fake and you want to be fake happy for them, but because they have worked towards something and want something because they have been their own cheerleader. So that should inspire you to be your own cheerleader and work towards what you're doing and work towards what you want to achieve. Because when you see people that you don't even know win, you don't know what the fuck they've been through, what they even did on that day that you saw them once. Because some, like the girl that made, the, she actually made the group June's Diary, Ashley. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, one, she was she actually. was dealing with that that death, and she had to use that. You know, and she she won. She got to be in the group. Beautiful. It wasn't one of those things Testament. that. I mean, she did. She couldn't call her mom and say, "Mom, I'm in the group." You oh, know what I'm ooh. saying? Gosh, oh, my like heart. that, like that right there, Ooh. like volume. And she is one of the bomb. I mean, I I like all the girls, but she's you know, one of your favorites. Ashley is definitely one of my favorites. Yo, I'm pain not, can really be a gift. A- absolutely. Look at the My Life album. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so as as much as it hurts, remember you you'll make it through that pain and you'll be like, damn, as much as today might suck, I've made it through some bullshit. And that should be win enough for you. Then you'd be like, How can I <laughs> love somebody else? Hey, hey if I can't listen to the friends on <laughs> Say what? <laughs> What about you, Cheska? Um, I really liked what Dustin said about confidence comes from doing the work. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is so um, really kind of a through line through so much of what we talked about. That when you aren't feeling confident, looking back at the work that you did can help you feel confident. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not feeling confident because you have a stumble, what is the work that you need to do so that you can overcome that that stumble right. and you can get better? So it all kind of is a little circle in the sense that... Full circle. Oh. <laughs> um, is that you and really have to do the work. weakness is how you can power up. Right. So it's... That's a good thing. It's a great thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Being that able to identify. Makes mm-hmm. me want to whack, 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 whack. <laughs> hey! <laughs> 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 
Beg you something, please. <laughs> Baby, don't tell me. <laughs> Wait, what? That's my favorite part. Don't let me stuck here in this tree. <laughs> this, is, this is like like acoustic whispering. <laughs> That's how I'm going to do my acoustic set of work. <laughs> Well, thank you, Cheska. Yes. Oh my God, thank you. This so was blessed. so fun this and cathartic. So, right? This is so good for all of us because yes. it's nice to know that, you know, we're all figuring it out. That's, That's right. It. One foot in front of the other. That's yeah. Yes. And thank you so much just for being such awesome friends. And I'm so, so, so proud of you. And I'm so excited that I kind of got to be a little bit of your success story Absolutely. by being on the show. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Cheska Lee. Almost look, yeah, we had a moment early like when I moved to New York, but we'll talk about that later. Oh because, my god, we did. Because wait, what was listen, the I have had many a prophecies in this little group. <laughs> listen, there was a drunken night in a diner where I had to tell Crystal and Asante about them themselves. And I will hold that over Crystal's head the rest of As her you life. Should. You were speaking that every night. time she has an accomplishment, I'm like, and remember that time we we were drunk in that diner. And I, like, I, we took a selfie and I always send it to them. And I'm like, remember that night when I was like, your your moment is coming? Yep. And Crystal was like, whatever. What are you talking about? Like, Man. ew, get out of my face. Me, meanwhile, <laughs> Emmy nominations are just yeah. flying. Emmy nominated. Shout out, shout like, out to my girl, Crystal. What? Okay. What? Emmy nominated. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that's just All a, for being herself. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yep. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm so telling we had you. that, we shared that night. And I was like, listen, it is coming. Get ready. It's going to be here. And it is so cool that three years later, where all of us are is a completely different place than we were three years ago. What a blessing. And I, and let this be a testament, too, for those of you listening. Speak life into your friends. Absolutely. No, like for real. I think... We have this habit of being so in our heads about what we're doing, how we're doing, how far we're getting. But it's important to create that community because, like I said, the fact that we're all winning is so inspiring to watch because it makes me want to keep going. Yes. It opens the doors. Like, Cheska's opening doors. Yes. I'm opening doors. Yes. Dustin, Asante, Kid Fury, Crystal, Shameless Smile. Like, we're all pushing and opening doors so that those of you listening can push through, too. And it's like, this is literally it's a net that we're casting if you think about it it's a net like we're all just throwing it and trying to create the threads that will allow oh. us <laughs> that will allow us to all get what we're trying to get yeah you know? and don't be stingy with your talents don't be stingy and, and your knowledge yeah Cheska Lee yo when I was um, doing my my health challenges Cheska was the one doing the graphic um, the graphics for me because yep. she knew I didn't know shit and about Photoshop. Fran's logo and her business she card. Yeah, she was like, "You need a business card. You need a logo." She helped me step my shit up. Oh my up. god, business. Yeah, and we and have mind a you, story. right? <laughs> and I think that that was so dope because I wasn't even thinking on those terms yet. At that, I was like, "Business card, girl. I'm on Tumblr. Like, and what you put me? What do I need a business card for?" And she was like, "Girl, no, listen." <laughs> She's like, it's all perception. It's a game. Just get your business card. And then when you have them and you pass them out, it changes how people view your business. And, you know, she taught me so much about the hustle and building and branding and all these things. And then now she's coming out with her new 
website. I was like, I need a website. Fran's like, yo, let me put you on. Let me tell you who did my website. I'm like, girl, your site looks good. Yes. <laughs> and that's how you do it. And I love that. I love it. I love it. I wish a collective. I wish more people would would take on that speak life role in their lives, whether it's their friends, their family, just even to yourself. Like, speak life. Stop with the knocking people and being jealous. Yo, there's no time. That energy is wasting your day. Like, mm-hmm. figure out how can I be helpful to those around you and how can I be to those around me and how can I be helpful to myself? Those should be your only two goals. And that's the key to success. So hopefully you Major guys will keep key. speaking my... I mean, DJ Khaled built a whole brand off of how much he believes in himself. That's right. <laughs> like, literally, his entire Snapchat is him just talking about Every how day. he's awesome and then playing with his flowers. <laughs> and empowering others, too, by and giving them new keys. And empowering others, giving keys he's, and he's talking about his they. keys to success. And I think it's awesome. So let us all, you know, continue to be testaments for each other and of ourselves. So we hope that you guys love this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Do you guys have any church announcements? Oh, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> yes, we have church announcements first and MFing foremost. Mm-hmm. We want to announce that on August 13th, hey. 2016, hey. here in beautiful New York City, <laughs> we will be presenting you with the Friend Zone Live. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to be like the radio. Drop the bombs. <laughs> VIP uh, is completely sold out, and <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and tickets are still available at thefriendsonelive.com. <laughs> Due to overwhelming demand, we have moved our venue, changed locations, Ooh. changed locations like we changed Change clothes. And our venue has been moved to the fantastic Tishman Auditorium, which is actually on 13th Street and 5th Avenue here in New York City and is a part of the beautiful New School. Once again, our venue is Tishman Auditorium. <laughs> That's where you'll find me, Fran of HeyFriendHey.com. And Asante of all things, each and everything, hey Asante. <laughs> we'll be at the Tishman Auditorium on 13th and 5th on the 13th. Hey! Yay. Those of y'all that are into numerology, uh, maybe you can do something with that. <laughs> so, right, it's on Mystic 13th Lipstick? Street on the 13th. Yeah, so yeah, we're really excited house. about that. We're looking forward to the Friends Zone Live, just connecting with everybody that enjoys our show and exposing it to some people who may not be familiar with it. It's such a great opportunity, and we're blessed to be able to do it. So we're excited about that. Um, anybody else got church announcements? Um, I well, we will have one soon about a collaboration we're doing with Afropunk, <laughs> which Cheska Lee will be at, Ooh. right? So it'll be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be a lot of, but we'll you know we'll announce that on the next show closer to that, so that you guys can get all the details. Um, I'm trying to think what else is happening. That's it for me. What about you, Asante? Um, shout out to Grapevine TV. I'll be working with them fairly soon. So Ooh. look out for that. Look out for that. We heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> through the grapevine. <laughs> shout out to Fantasia Barino. One time, one time for Fantasia. She sang the shit out of her through the grapevine on American Idol. More homework. 
go on YouTube and look up Fantasia performing. I heard it through the grapevine. Ooh. So you can see why we love her today all these I'm years like later. And shout out to her. Her new album um, comes out uh, pretty soon here on this Friday. It's called The Definition Of. Make sure y'all cop that. Real talent. You got to support that. Speaking True. of real talent and R&B singers, you can catch me on August 27th at the hey. Highline Ballroom. I'll be hosting Selena Johnson's come concert. Through, really excited about that. There's tickets available now, and you can get those uh, on the highlineballroom.com. I'll see y'all there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Dustin's going to be looking good. I'm going to try my best. And um, I'm also going to try to crack some jokes and just speak to the love of, of R&B music because that's why we'll be there that night. So I can't wait to talk to y'all about R&B music and how much I love it and what was going on when you was listening to R&B in your life. <laughs> Word. Oh, wait. Word. Actually, I have one more. Um, August 7th. Dormtainment is going to launch their new season on their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I will be on it. Oh, <laughs> friends! Come through, friends. Acting. You know, okay, okay. So the uh, episode that they're okay. launching on the 7th actually is the one that I'm on. So that's awesome to be part of their premiere. They have like a whole new structure. They have tons of new series that I will not spoil for you guys yes. that I'm excited for them. Yeah, they're really going to go hard. So They've I'm excited grinding. for their oh new... Oh my God, yes. yes. I'm excited yes. for their new rollout. They're about to hit a million subscribers within yes. the next couple of weeks. So Hell I'm so yes. happy to be part of that and definitely look out for that. Um, storm that video, y'all. Storm it because yes. I'm a relatively small channel compared and tell them to the friends on Central. That's right. Right. Like the fact that they're about to hit a million and they're working with me is nuts to me, but it just is Speaks a testament. To it, yeah. yeah. That they believe in my work. I'm really cool with Mike and all of them. So I'm thankful that we came together. So definitely support them because they're, they're awesome young men and they're doing such awesome things. So I am happy, but storm that video so we can get some high views because y'all right. know I ain't competing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Share it, again. like it, share Tell it, the like it, send it to you. your cousin. I'll definitely post that on Add our to Twitter you. too. Um, Add it to your email signatures. Please just storm it, storm it. Leave comments, leave comments, and Ooh, just show love. I That's can't on, wait. right? So yes. it's such a cute video. Oh, like wait till y'all see it. So send it to everybody that. that y'all know gets that caregiver check. <laughs> Because they got a little time. You know what I'm saying? So, any, so any, anybody you know that get their caregiver check, whether it's child care or even, like, old people or whatever, send it to them. Share the video with them. <laughs> so, definitely fact, check share that all out. These, share Decoded. Share oh, all yeah. of Cheska Lee's Decoded yes, videos MTV with MTV. Decoded. Please yes. make sure to watch Decoded. Oh, yeah. Well, Cheska, tell us where we can find you. Yeah. So, um, the nightly show is on Monday through Thursday on Comedy Central at 1130, right after the daily show. Um, hey. We just got renewed for another season of Dakota. Yes! Yes! Um, so uh, we just finished season three. We're going to be back for season four in a few weeks. Yes. If you have not been watching the show, you can get caught up with over 60 episodes Dang, on YouTube.com slash MTV News. Or you can just go on the MTV Facebook. And I'm Cheska Lee all over social media. Spell it's it a really weird him. name, so I was going to spell it because <laughs> it was my email address. I didn't mean to get stuck with this, but <laughs> here's where I'm at. Okay, I'm embracing it. It's C H E S C A L E I G H. And that's me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Google, Tumblr, YouTube, all over the place. Yay. Well, thank you. So that's it, right? You guys have anything else to add? No. That's it. That's all. All right. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Protect your magic.
All right, all right, you guys. Also, don't forget to check out this week's sponsor, Loot Crate. We love Loot Crate. I was not at all into geeky, techy shit whatsoever. I love Loot Crate. I wear all the T-shirts. Fran and I love the Star Trek pin. Asante tells us what all this shit means. We love it. Loot Crate is a part of the Friends Own family now, and we love it. Geek out with more exclusive collectibles, clothing, comics, and more. Don't forget. Use code FRIENDZONE, that's F-R-I-E-N-D-Z-O-N-E, to save $3 on any new subscription. You know how that works. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. It's cut off. Nothing else. That's LootCrate.com slash FRIENDZONE, promo code FRIENDZONE. Get your geek on with Loot Crate, you guys. Everybody get your geek on. Everybody get your, get your geek on. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.